for, for, for all things for, for all things KC for everything Chiefs. It's always game it's day. always game day in Kansas City. Now here's your host Kayla Kinnearum and Nick Short. Nick, I'm eating ice cream. You know why? Well, I don't know why, but first you have to tell me the flavor. Okay, it's Jenny's gooey butter cake, and if you've never had this, go to the grocery store immediately after. You've had gooey butter, right? It's a it's a St. Louis thing. I know you're in Kansas City. I have no idea what you're talking about. Never heard of it. What? I'm more of a traditional guy. I stick with mint chocolate chip, cookies <gasps> and cream. You know, I play the hits. <laughs> okay, well, cookies and cream is my favorite. But Jenny's, first of all, not an ad. Um, love Jenny's. Great ice cream, gooey butter cake. Go get it. You've uh, never had gooey butter cake, just in general. I, I've never even heard the term gooey butter before. I, I now realize it's a St. Louis thing. My mom's from St. Louis, so I grew up with gooey butter cake. And the fact that they put it in ice cream. Oh, Jenny's also from like the St. Louis, Illinois border. So that's why she has this flavor because she's a hometown gal. You can only get this in one section of the country. No, Jenny's Wait, everywhere. Did you go back to I'm in California. Okay. Okay. I got it at Whole Foods. Okay. Well, now I'm going to have to try it. Great. If you swear by it, I'll try it. You have to. It's but why delightful. Let's get to the why of why you're eating ice cream. Well, I eat ice cream for all occasions, but you also eat ice cream when you have a breakup. Oh, no. Not personally, professionally. You're breaking some news to me right now? I, I think I am. All right. <laughs> lay it up. Come on. It's, it's, it, when you're delivering bad news... <laughs> The best strategy is just to get it out immediately, get the bad news out, and then we can discuss it after. Okay. Well, I, I'm going through a breakup, but it's not with a boyfriend. It's with my co-host. <laughs> no. Okay. Let's be fair. It's uh, it's an amicable split. We'll call it. It is. It's an amicable split. We're doing a really bad job of this. Sorry. Um, well, because it, we're nervous. We're nervous and we're scared and it's tough to deliver bad news. So I'll it just is. I'll get out. I'm not doing a great job. You take over. This is the final episode of It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. There. No. I said it. Now Ugh. we can go through the litany of reasons as to why this is happening, but I think we would both agree the biggest reason why this is our final show is because on Monday, July 10th, Xavier Babadar, commonly referred to as Chief Superfan, Chief Saholic, was apprehended. The manhunt has ended over three months long. Chief Saholic is finally in police custody, and I just feel like our work here is done as a podcast. This has been an ongoing story for the better part of the past six months. And now that that story ends, it kind of seems like our story ends as a podcast. You know what? We got a Super Bowl win, and now Chief Saholic, who's been on the run, as you just said, has been arrested in California, by the way. Um, and it's like, where do we go from here, you know? There, there is exactly. no Exactly. Our work here is done. We've accomplished all that there is to accomplish. Did you read the entire, like, I'm a nerd about this kind of stuff. I read the entire affidavit today. No, you did not. This story is insane. Now, we knew that there was probably more to it than just the one bank robbery that he got caught for in December when he was Correct. in Tulsa. 
This guy was like a regular babyface Nelson. I mean, we're talking about robberies that spanned multiple months in multiple states, at least worth more than $1 million because that's the amount of money that he received chips for in yep. various casinos across the Midwest. This guy was robbing banks and then trying to clean the money successfully by some standards at all these different casinos. This Do you is, think he got this idea from Ozark? Well, I don't know if he got the idea from Ozark, but I will say this. You know, most criminals get caught eventually, and if you're playing that game, eventually they're going to catch up to you and, and get you. But being able to get away with it for that long, I mean, we're talking about bank, the bank robbery we know of in Oklahoma, but then the affidavit specifically refers to four bank robberies in Nebraska, Iowa, and Tennessee, and two attempted robberies of two credit unions in Minnesota. This was like a fully national operation executed by this dude. I want my next job to be working on this documentary. Who has the rights to this? Because I want to be a part of it. I mean, there will be. I know we joked about it, but now there's going to be the full scope of what this yeah. guy was doing. 100% going to be a doc. Now we have to figure out the title. One that I heard today that I think is perfect. Hungry Like the Wolf. It's a Duran Duran song. <laughs> now, if you don't know it, if you go look it up, you'll be like, oh, that song. Hungry Like the Wolf. The dude wore a wolf mask. Now, Turns out he didn't actually rob people wearing the Chiefs of Holland costume, which was he wearing? I think he just wore. That's disappointing. Hat. Also, oh, okay. So how about this? It says that he stole seventy thousand dollars from the Great Western Bank in Clive, Illinois, in March of last year. So this is, I mean, nine months before he got caught, before anybody had any idea what was going on. Then he transported the money across state lines from Iowa and Missouri. It said he walked in wearing a ski mask. He handed the teller a note demanding money, and it said that he had a firearm. The teller handed him $70,000. And then over the next six weeks, he deposited the same approximate amount of money that was stolen from that bank into his money market savings account, which that's how you get caught right there. If you want to know what not to do, <laughs> Steal $70,000 and then immediately deposit $70,000 into your bank account. Kind of that a raises a red flag. flag. Mm -hmm. But it says, I have a thousand questions. Okay, start. Where do you want to start? Well, so was like, were these robberies in the news? Probably locally, sure right? Were. But like, no one ever just connected the dots and was like, hey, there's all these robberies happening at local banks. Could it be the same person? Yeah, I mean, that's the next question is like, how often are, bank are banks getting robbed every day? Exactly. I thought this was something we did in like the 50s. No, the maybe 20s. You know what? Maybe that's it. Maybe that bank robberies are more common than we realize. So they're not front page news. Now, I'm sure they were in that town. Like he's going to small towns. He wasn't robbing banks in like Kansas City and Oklahoma City. You know what I mean? He was going to these small towns. So I'm sure for them. It was front page news, but that's not going to make it to us. Some small town bank in Iowa got taken for $70,000.
I know it's not funny, but I'm just literally looking at his picture right now at a game and his full outfit. Like this guy, what a story. How did we get so lucky? Let me correct you there. It is objectively funny. Okay. Yes. I know that like, I know robbing banks, not funny, but come on. When you put the entire story together, that this guy was a chief super fan and he was bragging on Twitter about how much money he made and all the side hustles he has. Like he was literally bragging on Twitter without exactly saying so that he was out here making money robbing banks. And I'm sure at some point you get addicted to the thrill, right? Like oh, for sure. Heist, you pull up another one, you're like, whoa, maybe I'm kind of good at this. Yep, he got cocky. It did say that one of the casinos that he, I'm trying to find it here. It says, um, over the next six weeks, he deposited that into his savings account and engaged in multiple casino chip per- purchases and redemptions at the Argosy Casino in Riverside, Missouri. That's our neck of the woods. Like, Hello. Have, have you ever seen the movie Hell or High Water? With, uh, no. With Chris Pine and um, Tommy Lee Jones. This is basically the story. Two brothers go around these small town banks in Texas and they rob money. And then they go to clean the money at casinos. Did he watch that movie? Maybe that's what he based this off of. That's where he well, got his idea, I bet. You should know that at the end of that movie, one oh, of no. the brothers gets shot and killed by police. So, Does Xavier have siblings? Was anyone else involved or was this a solo mission? I think he does. I think when they the ESPN did that profile on him a while back, I think they did say that he had some siblings, but I think it was like a younger sister. So I, it feels okay. like it was a solo operation. Hopefully she's still with us. That's the thing though. Like I think about this all the time. Like if you went back in time, 80 years, 90 years, getting away with crimes was so easy. Like the advent. That's the thing. How do you get away with that now in, in this day and age? You know what we've invented over the last 100 years, Kayla? Cameras? Cameras. Alarms? It turns out <laughs> pretty Surveillance? Useful. And keeping, yeah, like when you think back to like the bank robber era with like John Dillinger and like Babyface Nelson, those guys were robbing banks because guess what? They would rob a bank. And the only way to try and find him was, oh, yeah, he was about this tall. Uh, he kind of sounded like this and he had a gun. Good luck. Did, did Bonnie and Clyde ride, uh, rob banks or did they just like kill people? I don't remember. Wait, this is going to make me sound stupid, but was Bonnie and Clyde a true story? Yeah. Or was that just... uh uh, Didn't you see the movie? Hi- was was it Highwaymen? They robbed banks, but they preferred to rob small stores or rural funeral homes. Oh, gosh! Uh, interesting, but yeah, they were doing that in like the 1920s. It was easy to rob a bank in the 1920s. Not so easy in the 2020s. And uh, our guy, Chief Zaholic, found that out the hard way. He sure did. Uh, I would imagine this time around, not going to be released on bond. This guy. <laughs> To prison. I wonder how he got to California from Tulsa. He's from California originally. Oh, okay. But I so he was just going home. I mean, maybe. I don't know where. I, th- I thought he was from Southern California. But either way, I was under the impression that this guy was in Mexico or Cuba or somewhere by now. The fact that he stayed in the States is probably a misstep. But he made it for three months, longer than I thought he was going to make it. So there you I have. Hope, I hope I see you in the documentary getting interviewed, Nick. 
Uh, that's my. Well, I'm making it, so I guess I'll have say. That's my new lifelong dream is just to find a way into the Chiefsaholic documentary. If I do that, <laughs> everything else is gravy. We need to find a way to be involved somehow. I don't know how any of this works, but I'm going to figure it out. I don't either, but I'm totally on board. So if you come up with a plan, let me know. I'm okay. on That's the a few, way- few documentaries I want to get done. That's the way the It's Always Game Day in Kansas City podcast can make a triumphant return if somehow we can be folded into the Chiefsaholic documentary. Full circle moment. We talked about it enough. They should mm-hmm. put it in the, the doc. But uh, in all sincerity, Kayla, yes. it's been a pleasure working with you. I've enjoyed talking to you two, three, four times a week sometimes. <laughs> we had a great run. We had a championship run. You were an absolute pleasure to work with. Oh, Nick. What you do next. And thank you to everybody who listened because without you, there would be no reason for us doing this. So it's been a joy to be a part of the Chiefs conversation, even in a small way, whether you listened once or a hundred times. I thank you so much. Echoing everything you just said, thank you to the loyal listeners who listened week in and week out, and Cody, who was also a part of this podcast. Um, but Nick, you who stuck around with me, and we've we've had a time. It's been so much fun. You've killed it as producer, co-host, all the things. Um, and I'm super excited for you and your next adventure. Same to you. I will be watching closely from afar to see what's next for you. And uh, I have no doubt that you're going to go on to do bigger and better things because you're a stud, you're easy to work with, you're always prepared. So I'm excited for what's next for you too, Kayla. Oh, you stop it. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> uh, I said it all. I said it all. That's all you think. Well, back at you, pal. This has been a blast. And we're still going to be friends. We follow Absolutely. each other on social media. So there's that. Absolutely. But yes. Do well, you follow me on threads yet? I'm still apprehensive about threads because I saw something about all the information they're taking. So I'm just going to like take a beat. I assume they've already got all my information. So <laughs> Not on threads. Should I be? Is it exciting? I literally have no idea. Do you like Twitter? Then you'll yes. like threads because it's basically the same thing. Okay, great. You'll probably see me on threads soon. Let's be honest. There we go. We'll be, uh, we'll be patiently awaiting your arrival. But yeah, keep up with us on our social medias. Absolutely. We'll be around and we'll obviously still be cheering on the Chiefs. Absolutely. Hopefully another championship run. And if they don't win it all next year, I think we know what. I think we do. Going out on top. See you, partner. It's been fun. Thanks, Kayla. Bye, everyone. We're going to miss you.